Come on, you yellows. Flying high below this Wembley archway sky today. Welcome to the original, the Talker United Yellow Army podcast brought to you each week by Guy Henderson and Richard Hughes of the Herald Express and Devon Live. We'll talk you through the latest news from Plainmore. We'll chat to the people making the news around the club. You can find us in the Talker United channel on the Devon Live website, on Spotify and on iTunes. Podcast time again. Here we are in the painting studio with four wins on the trot yep. under our belts. All feels a lot different to how it did a few weeks ago. It does. Uh, we're joined by Dave Thomas. Dave, welcome. Good morning. Dave, Dave, morning. Good morning. When Dave suggested a threesome earlier on. I didn't know what he was suggesting, but <laughs> really? now I understand. Well, I, I just I throw that in there. I just, I just moving <laughs> quickly on. <laughs> I just went along with it. <laughs> Uh, but we do indeed have much to discuss this week. Obviously, two wins since we last um, convened. Two big games coming up in the next week. There's all sorts of intrigue going on down at the bottom of the league. If Disney had decided to make a documentary about the bottom of the league instead mm. of the top, it would be just as interesting. Yeah, it would. There's so much happening, so many different permutations. There are awards um, aplenty for Torquay this week for uh, player, manager... Um, and uh, uh, one of the volunteers who helps out. There's just so much to discuss. There's Exeter Plymouth coming up on Saturday. I don't think we'll spend much time talking about that, but um, that's the big game in Devon. There's the other big game in Devon. The second big game in Devon. Neither of them are on a good run either. And in order to win a bet with my daughter, I have to say that it's been a good week to be an Aston Villa fan as well. But there we go. Silence. (laughs) (laughs) Without further ado, we've just been up to South Devon College. We were supposed to be going out to Seal Hain. Yeah, that that weather yesterday (laughs) kind of stopped that, didn't it? After Storm Noah put in an appearance yesterday, uh, the tempest that went with that, they are not training at Seal Hain today. They're at South Devon College, where we've just been chatting to Gary Johnson. Very good mood. Very good mood indeed. Uh, We talked to him, as you'll hear in a moment, about um, games gone by, the games coming up. And the, uh, the value of having a couple of villains in your team. Yeah. Should we have a listen? We'll come back on the other side of Gary Johnson. Gaffer, two wins, six points. You must be looking back on a very satisfying Easter at Talking United. Yeah, um, it's been a good Easter. And it's, it's always important to have a good Easter because normally it's the, the very important time of the season uh, for whatever reason. Uh, ours is a you know, relegation fight, if you like. And... Uh, and the lads have done fantastic uh, to win the last four games to keep us in with a shout. Um, and people worrying about us now ahead of us. So um, hopefully we can we can keep it going. Uh, and it's uh, and we and they've played well and they've played with a lot of energy, a lot of desire, and uh, supporters have come along with that as well. They've helped us get there. Um, and all of a sudden we look at strong club again and uh, that's a good thing if you want to get results at this stage of the season. Obviously nothing's been achieved yet and we are still, as you described it, the wrong side of the the red line if you like, but do you think in some ways it's almost easier having that target to to chase rather than to to be caught? It's the old thing isn't it, would you rather be the champion or the the, uh, challenger? You know, what do you want? So, who knows? You know, if you're the, if you're there already, you've got to have that resilience to to stay there out of it. 
um, but we all know human nature. Um, you've got to hit form at this time. Uh, the good thing is I think we're joint third in the form table, the last six, uh, last six games, so that's, that's good. So we've done that. And that was a discussion we had with the lads a few weeks ago, just to say that you know, we, we must hit form before we go into the last few games. Um, so in a way, <coughs> I don't know what the bookies' odds would be you know, for the one just above the line and the one just below the line. But we've certainly given ourselves a, a great opportunity and, uh, and having teams look over their shoulders, definitely. And I can't wait now for Saturday because that is a big, big game. I think everybody sees that, everybody knows that. And uh, if we can get that, uh, you know, they're playing more raw going again, um, which it, it, it did against Eastleigh. And it, the lads have been talking about it, you know, they talked about it for a couple of days afterwards and uh, it really does get us going. And um, so that be a big part again on, uh, on Saturday. To hit form at any time of the season is obviously fantastic, but to do it under the, the pressure that your players have been under with uh, with that gap with just eight games to suddenly reel off four wins on the trot it is something very special about this group isn't it exactly and, and we haven't we've de i think we've deserved uh the results you know it's not as though we've nicked a couple of results i think we've <coughs> we've earned the four results that we we've had with the help of our fans the away fans the home fans um and we and we've just got a We've got to keep that going. We've got a, an experienced group now, hopefully that will handle it more so than a young group. Um, and they're, they look like they're enjoying themselves and they're playing with enthusiasm. And, uh, and that'll help us in the next very, very important four games to our football club. Obviously, most people's attention are focused on the team immediately above us, which is all shot. But it's important as well, like the game against Maidenhead, where you're dragging one team back in it. Obviously, York will fall into that bracket as well. To keep as many teams in the fight as possible is, is important, isn't it? It's very important. I mean, if the most important thing is is that we keep winning. That's what we have to do, and then then we'll see what you know. You can't affect other games if you like. You can affect your own game. So. If we keep winning, then uh, again, if we win the next game, and that's the only game we'll be talking about to the boys, um, then you wait and see what the results were, because you can't, you can't predict the results in this league. You can't. Like Gate said we knew Gate said were a good side when we went up there. It was a good point for us. But Gate said when and beat Eastleigh five at Eastleigh, and they're in the playoffs. We beat Eastleigh. Um, you know, we, we had a good result against Boreham Wood, so you just can't judge the result. So you have to worry about yourselves, but keep one eye on what the others are doing as well. And you're right, every win that you get and the teams just above you lose gives you another um, shot in the arm, if you like, to, uh, to keep going. I wouldn't ask you to give us the tally uh, in front of the cameras here, but do you have a tally in mind, or from what you're saying, you're just going out there and telling your players to try and win every single Yeah, exactly, because again, you can't, you, you can't predict, you've just got to keep winning. And if you keep winning, you, you can see how quickly, uh, when teams are losing, they come back to you. You know, it's only a little while ago that Yeovil were a long way ahead of us. 
and now we've got above them, now we, we can't worry about them because if we worry about them, then we're not going to do it anyway. You know, so we're ahead of them now, now we've got to keep creeping and come, in, come up on the rails, as we say, and, and try and get a, a couple more wins. And finally, Gaffer, obviously, the support that you've had, you mentioned already the Easter game, fantastic show by the Yellow Army, again, it made in the head, we practically made it a home game on Monday. It just goes to show that when the club's together, united as well, what a huge difference it made. Yeah, I mean, you know, we, we, we say it at important times, you, you can't say it every week because it go over people's head if you say too many things week in, week out. But um, I've always said that the Torquay supporters are... Uh, you know, football people, and uh, and they know what are the big games, and they know when it comes down to it, which games are the um, the, the games, the must-win games, if you like. And uh, so, hopefully, we'll get a you know a big vociferous is that the word? You intelligent people um, uh, support, and it was great. The music that we had, it was fantastic. You know, the, the, the whole club, my staff, the stadium staff, yourselves, yeah, we, was all, we was all batting together. We was all fighting in the same direction and, uh, and that, is, that is what happens. And if we can keep that going, then everybody would have, everybody would have played a part and uh, we appreciate that. What are you expecting from York, Gary? Um Well, they're... They, like Maidenhead, will be looking over their shoulders a little bit. They need at least one more win from somewhere. I think they've only got three games to play. Last game's Notts County. So they'll be seeing our game as, uh, as key as we do. So once again, you know, we're going to have to be ready. They're, they're not going to be a team that come, come to us and you know, we're already, about, already thinking about their holidays. So um, it's going to be tough. Because they're a decent team, I've, you know. There's three or four players in that team that I, I know and I've worked with, and um, we all know Mark Ellis, obviously, uh, from earlier in the season. And we've we've got to keep our form going uh, and our energy and our enthusiasm um, to, to to win this game. You can't just turn up and expect to win it because they've got some good players, and uh, you know we've got to be very energetic. If they win, then obviously uh, I think effectively they're mathematically safe, um, bearing in mind you'll have dropped points. Do you think that will in any way affect how they approach it? Do you think they'll really go for it or do you think they might just uh, come and say we'll take a point? I don't know, you know, I can't judge what their manager wants to do, but um, I think they'll see that it would be not impossible for us, but tough for us. If uh, if they beat us, but certainly as far as they're concerned, they will see then the last team, i.e. us, in the relegation zone, um, is further away from them, and it would take a hell of a turnaround to to, to change it. So it, you can change it because we'll still have three games left. Um, but realistically, you know, as I say, this is a this is a big game. Where are you at with Dan Martin? Um. Dan Martin is, uh, he's probably, he's, I would say his season's over. I don't think he'll be back. Uh, he may be, but um, he's still not right. And uh, there's lots of things going on uh, medically that we're, we're looking at to see 
what he can and what he can't do and he's uh, he won't be available for us at this moment in time. Best of luck. Thank you, Gary. No problem, thank you. Nobody's mentioned Frank Hubley yet. Um, what kind of influence has he had on the team off the pitch as well as on the yeah. Massive experience, two fabulous goals, obviously, that made him there. I mean, he's certainly made his mark, hasn't he? One and a half fabulous goals. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you make your own luck because he, you know, he got there and he got in that dangerous position. And uh, But the, the, he's done great, as you, as you say there, alluded to, that he's on and off the field. And he's a calming influence, that's for sure. He's been there, done it. How many times have I said, you know, if, you, if you're going to war, you want to go with somebody that's been there, can look after you and knows what to expect. And Frank, Frank is that, you know, and he's, uh, he's uh, quietly efficient, absolutely. And he's uh, a, a good little um, foil now, a good little partnership between him and, and Charles. And, uh, and they're both scoring. So that's a nice thing to have when you need it, your strikers scoring. Um, yeah, so he's, he's been a, a very, very good, timely signing. Absolutely. And one of our podcast listeners said quite a long time ago, actually, that every team needs a couple of villains in midfield. <laughs> and you've got three very experienced, I wouldn't like to call them villains, but you've got the three, you've got Lapsley, Hall and Dawson. Yeah, competitors. Yeah, they, I mean, the, the midfielders, has that been crucial to the, the last four performances? Yeah, well, they robbed the bank on Friday, didn't they? Uh, <laughs> um, it's very, absolutely important for us. I mean, it's, you know, they've all three of them have played their part, along with Kieran Evans as well. Um, and they're just the experience amongst the three you mentioned can only help our younger lads, you know, like Kieran, for instance, because there has been uh, an energy and a will to win from that part of the field, um, and they're they're all um, they're all fit enough to play, <laughs> um, and they're all winners. And that's that's what we we've needed at, at this moment in time. And again, you know, the, the number of league games between those three, uh, well into I don't know, they might have reached the hundreds. Uh, you know, the three of them probably have. Um, so that's the experience that we've yeah. you know we've managed to to get in there, and it's been a big big plus. Is there a, a, just a very slight frustration on the bench that um, Toppy, who can't get in the squad at the moment, um, is obviously a, probably your striker option yeah. if, if everybody's available? Well, um, yeah. Uh, you know, you've got Lewis can play up front and, and you can mix it around. Yeah, I think we've got. You've got a poor old Toppy can't get in at the moment. No, so no, he can't. Um, I mean, I did say to you that a couple of weeks ago, Toppy had a family bereavement yeah. that he had to attend so that missed him a game anyway um, and you know we've had a chat with him and we're just asking him to stay fit because you, you, we may lose touch wood we don't but like a Frank for, it's not Frank no because he's not on, uh, on, on a loan but another loan player you may lose through injury and then he, he then comes back in so he's got to be ready to come back in and to be fair he's looked very sharp 
in training. He's, he, he has, and he's took that on board, and uh, he knows that he'll be he'll be in when needed, and he's got to be ready when needed, as all the others have that haven't played a part in the last four games. So, un- unsurprisingly, the gaffer was in a pretty good mood yeah. this morning. Yeah, wouldn't you be after four wins? Yeah, absolutely. He was having a, a laugh and a joke off the of, off off of the recording as well. He was in a very good mood. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like you say, why wouldn't you be? He I just think as well. He he he. It didn't take him a lot to start concentrating on this game on Saturday, no, did it? No. He, and 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 uh, he was. Uh, you often sometimes in we've learnt over the years that sometimes the little throwaway lines are almost more important than the than yeah. the big ones yeah. and this whole need to go back to square one, not to assume that what's happened at against Eastleigh and Maidenhead will necessarily apply on Saturday. Indeed. You just reset, 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 yeah. back to square one, go again. Uh, not running out onto the pitch and saying, oh, aren't we playing well and, you know, haven't we done well? Yeah. It just isn't... A, they're not in that position <laughs> to do. No. You wouldn't do it, you shouldn't do it anyway. The, yeah. um, the the magnetic players weren't were, were grouped together and not on the tactics board, so I did offer to show him how to, you know... Sort, set the team sort, up. Set the team up and <laughs> do all that and... Uh, how he laughed. How he laughed. Yes, he did. We, I think we, he said, as long as it's better than your writing or something like that. I think that's what he said. We offered to lend our tactical, technical expertise, didn't we? But, um, but it, <laughs> we can go back to square one, can't we? We, we always, we're always at square one. A couple of awards in the club this week. Let's deal with those first. Gary is the Vanarama Manager of the Week. Oh, I thought he was Manager of the Day. No, he was Manager of the Hour. <laughs> it won't be long before they do that instead. It used to be the Bells Manager of the Month, didn't it? That well, doesn't exist anymore, does it? Doesn't it? Uh, does it not? Well, the manager of the month does, yeah. yeah. Um, so but, so why is there a manager of the week? Okay. They're now having a manager of the month yeah. and a manager of the week. I think so. Really? But there you go. Is that a sponsorship thing? Probably. Well, it's, it's uh, probably to dear, get the name Vanilla out dear. as much as... But let's not begrudge Gary an award. No, after the no. He's just I had. wonder if there is actually a physical award. I think there's probably a little plaque or something. Yeah. No, surely not. Uh, Mark Holstead and Frank Nublay. Are we Nublay or Nuble? I'm Nublay. Nublay. Yeah. We're Team uh, Nublay. We're Team Nublay. Um, Mark Holstead and Frank Nuble made it but into the team. It, but of the it week. does spoil the headline Nublay at the double, doesn't it? Does. It does. No. Nublay at the Nublay. It didn't work. Did <laughs> Nublay at the Nublay. The way you read it. Yeah. <laughs> and on the roll of honour, the Vanarama National League Volunteer of the Month. We've had Ray Duffy, we've had Emma Goldborn, Rick Robbins, Tommy Ratley, Andy Fidikavics, and Steve Ellswood in the past. Sean O'Donoghue well done Sean is the latest recipient of that award pitch preparation Sean is one of those people who tirelessly tread the pitch yeah. with um, fork in hand when the weather is awful with what? fork oh, okay. in hand <laughs> when the weather is awful to make sure the playing surface is, is good so well done Sean congratulations to you let's talk matches then let's talk about the Eastleigh game have you ever seen a team exploit the dark arts of football better well, than Well, they, they, they weren't even dark arts, <laughs> were they? I mean, it was just it was just ridiculous. And I, I was sitting next to you, and uh, and you know the people people around us were going mad, weren't they? The fans around us, yeah. and obviously, Dave, you're on the radio. My mum tells me you weren't happy either. <laughs> well, from, from the from inside the first ten minutes, oh, it, was, it was pathetic at times. I just think it? it's a bit depressing that yeah. a team look. Eastleigh, good luck to them, good luck to the club, good luck to the fans, whatever. But they're in the playoffs. Yeah. That's what depressed me during the whole it was, afternoon. It was the, the and, and of course, they, they've since gone and um, lost 5-2 yeah, at home yeah. to Gateshead last night. And, and, yeah. But a team like that, you know, with, 
why are they in the playoffs? And, and well, you can go over it until you're blue in the face that, that, that we should have had a team together a bit sooner than this, but there you go. We were just discussing um, that on the way home. Uh, yeah. And, and you, you think they, they got there by this great home record, and yeah. good luck to them, but you saw stuff that, that you know that they were but there's issues that they were exploiting or trying to exploit which are running through the whole game now. yeah the whole business of you know you can now fall over hold your head and stop the opposition team yeah. attacking yeah you can you can try and get a penalty you can dive in the penalty they, they area. did that at one point they when we were absolutely, absolutely free and moving forward with, yeah. a, with a really good opportunity yeah. um, all the the little issues that we've been seeing for month after month mm. after month which we all know is spoiling the game and, and the people at the top have got to get to grips with sooner or later. Yeah. And, you know, Eastleigh were merely, you know, doing their best to, to go along in that culture. The, the, the fullback at the start, within about five minutes, had gone down twice with after challenges with uh, was Jarvis, and Jarvis first and then yeah. Nublay. Jim McNichol wouldn't have felt those challenges. Well, well, he, now you're, do you know what I mean? To be honest, Brendan Camp probably didn't. But <laughs> when you look at that as a tactic in the game, what he's done is he's got the referee looking closely at Jarvis and Nuble immediately. Immediately. Yeah. So I, from I that point of view, that's clever. I thought he was good. I yeah. thought the referee last Saturday was pretty good. Uh, yeah. Elliot Swallow. He'd come an awful long way from Blackpool, so he might as well have turned on a performance. And I thought he he kept his cards in his pocket for as long as mm. he possibly could. The first player to be booked wasn't until the second half, no. and that was Cissé, I think it was, or something like that, for, for um, uh, uh, dissent. Yeah, he, was it wasn't for he, he was theatrically tapping his wrist yeah. to yeah. You know, remind the referee and, and to so put So the time ref on. did his best to try and keep everybody ticking over, even when there was loads of niggly stuff kicking off. And I, th- you know, we've seen some pretty poor ones at Raymond this season, let's face it, but I, th- I thought he was OK. I, I think what you say... It's just right because we have seen some poor ones and we always name them, so we should be naming the the good ones. Yeah, yeah. I thought he did okay, yeah. um, but it was it was just good to beat a team like that because United this season have been mucked about or have failed to overcome yeah. that sort of stuff so many times. And United won absolutely on merit. They probably should have won by more than two nil. And uh, atmosphere great. Yeah. Uh, Good what, crowd. What wasn't to, exactly what wasn't to like about yeah. about Friday? Two cracking goals as well. Um, I mentioned it to Gary in the press conference as well. I th- I think the key, certainly in the Eastleigh game, was the three amigos, the three villains in the midfield. Obviously, you know other players played their part as well. But Asa Hall, Tom Lapsley, and Kevin Dawson in the midfield. And of course there was a decision to make because Lapsley was back. He mm. hadn't put him in. Mm. Um, the first for, game for the available. win at uh, Scunthorpe yeah. uh, and he put him into the team took Evans out and put yeah. Evans on the bench and you think right, are three old boys going to be they're not old boys by any stretch is a young buck but will that work? well of course it does yeah. because they've got the brain they've got the experience and so when one or two goes the other one stays and Lapsley's um, got the energy exactly and you've got a guy in hall who's still i'd have my house on him getting on the end of something in the box most yeah, of the time yeah. both boxes Cracky by the way for the goal as uh, well exactly so that that those three and especially in big big games where yeah. you don't want people to make mistakes in midfield and give the ball away in the wrong areas yeah 
they don't. They play what's on, they play the percent. I'm not saying they're perfect, because they're not, but you know, you want guys making the right decisions at the right time in big games. And when you've got those players, Gary said to us, I think it's after we'd stopped recording actually, he, he talked about the 5 5 5 formation. Which yes, he said most yeah. people find, you know, think, well, what's he talking about? But he's got a point, hasn't he? Yes. You know, you want those players. When, when, You're referring when, to the wing back, for example. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, so yeah. those two wing backs are part of a five man defence, they're a part of a five man midfield, and they're. You need oh, to get forward yeah. as well. And, well, and then United, everyone, everyone yeah. forward for a five-man yeah. attack. Talk United fans should know more about, and they do know more about wing-back players yes, than nearly every other club in the league, because we've had a great yeah. history of, of wing-backs, yeah. going all the way back to, you know who, Gibbs and Gurney. Gibbs and yeah. Gurney. Uh, yeah. And even yeah. before that, to McNichol and Tom Kelly, yeah. uh, under, under Cyril mm. Knowles. And the whole point of that system, loads of managers like it. They like the system, Just gotta get it but right. they yeah. haven't got the players to play it. Yeah. And, and, and they, many managers persist with it, yeah. Even when actually you haven't got the two gallopers that can get up and back. Yeah. And um, we all remember the happy days when John Gittins used to uh, make Andy Gurney's life an absolute yeah. misery up and down <laughs> that right-hand side and turned him from a free transfer from Bristol Rovers into a £100,000 si- uh, sale to Reading in the course yeah. of 12 yeah. months. Yeah. And that's... But unless you've got A, the engine, and B, the mentality to yeah. keep doing it, you know. Um, do you remember um, even when Aaron Romain uh, was yes. with us? And for a long time, he looked a little bit of a high days and holidays player, mm-hmm. flitting in yeah. and out of games. And it was only when Gary Johnson and Aaron Downs finally got him really putting in the yards up yeah. and back, up and back, up and back. On both sides, he could do it on the right and the left. he became a really valuable asset. That he yeah. became an, an absolute and he's, nailed on And he's starter. been undroppable for Notts County, yeah. hasn't he? This so he's probably doing something right for them. Going yeah. Off, yeah. Off, off subject slightly, it is intriguing how, how many players Gary turns into uh, saleable assets, although we don't really get money for them, but they go off and you know to, to bigger clubs. There are ones that can't make it without Gary's guidance... And yeah, there are others there are. who have learnt and remember what they've learnt. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Talking of that midfield, just there have been too many games this season where we've just been rolled over in midfield and, and pushed aside and, and the midfield just hasn't really counted. Yeah. That's not happening now. Which are, and also, as, as my, my cousin Brian pointed out, as an American enjoying his football, he, he thinks the game turned... Talkie got chippy. Chippy. Says. Because Eastley played the way they played, Torquay decided they weren't Having prepared it. to take yeah, it. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, and there was some proper fight in that game. So yeah, that's the game in which we overtook Yeovil. Third clean sheet on the trot. Thoroughly satisfying. BBC had given me all sorts of problems with not updating their table correctly, by the way. Really? Well, they've been all over the shop, haven't they? Uh, <laughs> the the uh, still on it? Monday, they had the, the, the top of the National League completely wrong. Yeah. It flummoxed you, Rich. You suddenly thought, um, hang on a minute, what's going on? Well, I, I, obviously I was using the, 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 the live update table, which should have been completely finished because all the games were over, to, to write my copy. And I... I I you sent it. I went to the pub and I looked at the table again. <laughs> yeah. And I had to I had to ring Dan to change my copy because it had changed. So anyway, it's me That's blaming the BBC. That's it's it's fashionable thing. to blame yeah. the BBC mm-hmm. nowadays. Maidenhead on Easter Monday, a, another really complete performance. I mean, Maidenhead. I just watched the highlights this morning. By the way, if you've only seen the pictures from the live feed I agree watch the Torquay United Club video because you get it's from the other side of the pitch yes. and you see just how good you mentioned this earlier on I have to have a look yeah um, there was nothing to aim at 
at the, all. I, I do think, yes, look, it, it was a very, very good finish in the circumstances. Yeah. What on earth the keeper was doing, <laughs> was doing Amazing, out there, yeah, I haven't yeah, got yeah, a clue. Yeah. This is a young But also, lad. it was a great ball down the right well, by true, Lapsley. By Lapsley, yeah, yeah absolutely, yeah. yeah. But I think you come back to this thing, um, um, this is what they've done in the last few games. They've kept clean sheets, all right, they conceded at um, yeah. Maidenhead. They get that first goal. Mm. You, yes. This, yeah. In this league, if you get the first goal, the effect it has on you and the opposition and on your mindset and, mm. and everything is absolutely crucial. Yeah. United are getting the first goal now. And whereas before this season, sometimes we've watched them and thought, they're not, they're not sure what to do now. Now they know exactly what yeah. to do. They have those the three gangsters in midfield, as yeah. Paul Bastard would call them. Yeah. Then we've seen we've seen a lot more gangsterish characters in there than those three, but they'll do. They'll do. <laughs> they'll they'll do yeah. for the time yeah. being. And then you get this. They just know now how to handle these situations. Mm. And uh, first goal just before half time, perfect timing. Just as as. Um, great cross, great header. Uh, Jarvis slammed yeah. that one in at yeah. home too. Yeah. I've forgotten who it was now. Probably Dagenham. Yeah. Um, uh, that, that shot from the edge of the box but yeah. a great build up very yes. good very yeah. good cross Danellan Stobbs in header thank you very much absolutely um, and you imagine the contrast in the two team talks between Alan Devonshire yeah. and Gary Johnson at, at half time because as you were saying earlier on the in the commentary which incidentally was very good mm-hmm. on the live feed uh, they were saying, well, Maidenhead are now safe. Yeah, they, they started um, the day by basically yeah. saying, we're all right. We're okay, we've, we, we're safe. No, you're not. Um, <laughs> they, did, they weren't saying that at the end. You know, there's, there's, um, there's a lot of teams could still get dragged into and We're going to have a little chat about who's got what in, will. in a minute, aren't mm. we? Um, Before we leave Maidenhead game, one player I, I thought had a very good game, by the way, is somebody who made one subs appearance for us in the opening game of the season against Oldham. Ashley Nathaniel George. He did look at a player that in that game, didn't he? He yeah. came on and and I, I thought he looked a player. Now obviously he he, he wanted somewhere closer to home. I I, yeah. I guess that's yeah. what the the move was about. And you know we, we 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 didn't keep him, but he does look a player. He does. If you look at, again, watch the talky highlight. Every time Maidenhead attack, it comes through him. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah that's, that's just an aside. We were the better side on the day, but just a little bit of credit to um, young Ashley. Do you know what I, I enjoy about watching those feeds from, from Maidenhead? Mm-hmm. And I know it's the oldest <laughs> thing, but it is the trains. But what I enjoy more, more than the trains themselves is the fact that the commentator knew exactly which train each yeah. one was and where it come from or where it was going. I knew you were going to... Yeah, uh, there's another <laughs> Elizabeth Line train coming into Maidenhead Station. <laughs> and a Great Western train. <laughs> yeah, that was... Brought out the train spotter in all of us, mm. didn't it? Uh, okay, let's look ahead. Oh, by the way, uh, the our second goal on Easter Monday was our fiftieth league goal of the season. Was just it a little milestone? Just bring the fifty up. That well done, guy. Good research. It's just that 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 goal difference is 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 scary, isn't it? That's the only yeah. thing about it's this. improved. It has. It's another couple of results going the other way, yeah. and it brings us back into it. But it's been haunting us now mm, for has. a long time, hasn't it? And um, I mean, whenever we've been able to write sort of three points behind or two points behind, it has. To it's be always four. been four. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But when you think, if you think back to March the twenty fifth, two one at home to yeah. Dagenham, last minute winner mm. again against us, and yeah. we were eight points adrift with eight games to go. Yeah. Uh, at that point, scumful above us, uh, and you think, well, yeah, we'd, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and uh, it just goes to show, doesn't it, what you can do if you hang in there and don't 
<clears throat> you know, keep going. Obviously, the new signings have, or the recent signings have, yeah. have yeah, helped yeah. big time. Uh, there's no, there's, there's no denying that. Um, and we haven't, uh, we haven't seen the Gary out sign on the pop side for a few games. No, now, well, there, we? there you are. So it, you just have to um, keep going. Yeah, uh, uh, I know it's a very boring phrase, isn't it, to, for for everybody, including us, to use sometimes. But I know. We all three of us probably have had people coming up to us and say, you know, stop pretending they're down, you know, and all this sort of stuff. Yeah, and you have to keep yeah. nodding and saying, well, let's see what's, what's going on. And <laughs> as you quite rightly say, there's not so many people coming up and saying no, There isn't. So, In fact, I'm getting texts um, saying the opposite now. Yeah. Uh, yeah and our, you know, but, our, um, our mate Tom, the Argyle fan, is beginning to get the optimism from us as well. Where's he going on Saturday? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. <laughs> I imagine. Is he going to Exeter? I imagine he'll be yeah. at there ain't many, there ain't many away tickets at Exeter, are there? No, about I wouldn't the same, have thought about so. the same as Wrexham yeah. will get at Playmore yeah. or yeah. on the 29th. But Perhaps so. he'll end up at Playmore. But yeah, Tom's getting the optimism. He's getting the, uh, getting the enthusiasm. Of course, Tom, you're away on Saturday, isn't he? No, there I am. Of course, oh, I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, it's York on Saturday. Um, they're 17th. They've got 49 points from 43 games. So we've got a game in hand on them. And yeah. we're six points behind yeah. them. So we could still. They, they've had a, a decent run over the last couple of weeks, so haven't they? They, they have. And they've then got well. duffed up at home to Halifax yeah. on Monday, three nil, uh, which was, by the way, Mark Ellis's five hundredth senior it? appearance. Was it wow. really? Yeah. Um, uh, this is weird, though, isn't it? Having Mark um, Ellis, who was quite an important part of our team. Well, his last us. game at Plainmore was at Plainmore on Boxing yeah. Day, and he scored the the, the, the goal yeah. that got us a one-all draw with yeah. with Yeovil. Yeah. Um, he's now obviously went back to Barrow. Family logistical reasons gone to York now. Yeah, it's, and, it's, it's, um, it's a, a closer move for him. Isn't yeah, it? and he, he's closer yeah. It was his five hundredth five hundredth game. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that would be any, interesting. Any idea where, where when his his very first league senior appearance was? Well, well, I don't know that, and you'll tell me in a what, minute. Yeah, but, what, what, but what I do know is that when when he was a sixteen year old and he signed for Bolton Wanderers. I was working at the Sunday Indie and I got a phone call from his mother to do the story. And I did the story. Well, he was... Uh, if, if he was 18, it was only just. OK. And it was under Paul Buckle, of course. Yeah. 2007. Uh, a 5-2 win at Kidderminster Harriers. Was it? Yeah. Was it really? In 2007. Uh, and goal supporters from that happy time will remember that we'd scored five at Histon on the Saturday. I was there. Oh, yes. And, and we yeah. scored another five at, at um, Kidderminster the following evening, yeah. the following Tuesday night. And that was where he made his debut against James Constable. Wow. Uh, a no, centre forward who we'll always yeah. <laughs> we'll all remember fondly at yeah. <laughs> Playmore from a few dust ups oh, with him. Him and Matt Reed were the two. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, Matt Reed a bit later, but, yeah. but in those days, yeah, that was who he made his debut against. Wow. And, um, when you say things like that, the player who's played 500 games making his debut in 2007. I automatically think, well, that 2007 was only f- three or four years ago, wasn't yeah. it? <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, there you go. So, uh, and of course, Manny Duca is playing yeah. for them as well. Yes, um, uh, an enigma. Well, absolutely, he scored seven more. goals for them mm, this yeah, season. Yeah, yeah, he so, was. Didn't he go off to Scotland and score some goals? Yeah, he there played for Wraith well. Rovers, yeah, Inverness, Caledonian, yeah. Thistle. Um, he couldn't a, stop scoring for them for a while. No, he? he's had a little bit of a, a wander around. I think um, we had a Manny, Manny Duku feature yeah, every week, didn't we? We did, yes, we did. I'm time. not sure whether he played with Sean McGinley uh, uh, at um, 
was his name? Was it McGinty? Yeah, sorry. McGinty. Yeah, 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 McGinty. Yeah, yeah. Saw, wasn't he for a while? Uh, well, he, and yeah. he was at Wraith for a little while. Yeah. I think, right. Or yeah. Whether he played with him. I think that was. Um, a, yeah. Not sure. Anyway, he, he'll Good. be here. It's a mystery. Um, well, isn't that, it? that, I mean, Gary's had him twice, hasn't he? Yeah. So he, he's yeah. obviously seen something in, in him to, to yeah. have two goes at, at trying to yeah. turn him into a player for him. But I think he always looked really to happened. me a little bit like a sort of a bit of a mood player. Yeah. If you catch him on a good day when he's really up for it with a following wind he can be a right handful yeah so let's hope that you know our trusty newly trusty defense can uh, yeah. can handle handle them they've got a lad called Shaq Ford who's on loan from Watford who's pretty decent he scored a few goals and of course their leading scorer and the captain of Blackwell Lionel John Lewis who's been done the circuit up there for quite a long time mm-hmm. injured for the Halifax game but they're rather hoping he might they might get him out there mm, on yeah, Saturday. I so I saw something on to, their website about that. Yes, lots yeah. for Gary and Aaron to, to think get their about there. That, on that yeah. tactics board that I was going to show yeah. how to do it. Yeah. So you could have given there could have been some great revelation in your lineup. It's that doubtful. Gary and it's Aaron doubtful. would have gathered around <laughs> and said, um, "I think he's got something." Well, what, what was it Stuart Pierce said about his first ever ever? Uh, Team, he sat down at the kitchen table when he. I think it would have been the Knotts Forest job, would it, or the Man Man City job, whichever job it was, his first managerial role. And uh, he um, he sat down at the kitchen table and wrote out a team, and he showed it to his missus, and his missus said, "You've only got ten players on there." <laughs> <laughs> That'll do. Yeah. Okay, and the games come thick and fast. We're at Chesterfield on Tuesday. Uh, Chesterfield, who were on an identical run to us in the last six. Is games. it identical? Is it? Yeah, yeah. Thirteen points from the last six games, same as us. They're fourth, which still leaves them 28 points behind Wrexham. <laughs> but, uh, and they beat us 5-1 at Playmore back in November, which was yeah, a Yeah, that was a bruising afternoon. one, wasn't it? Yeah. So didn't we owe them one. Didn't have a team then. No. no. Well, when you look at the players' difference, I mean, you look at the start of the season and the end of the season, it's, it's a whole new team, apart from Lapsley, Holstead and, and Jarvis, isn't it? More I or less, that, and I, I guess Evans as well. But At the risk of repeating ourselves that that will be another game I mean they all are but that will be another game was where if United can score first at, yeah. At, yeah. at Chesterfield that could, that could <clears throat> definitely be the key there yeah. uh, obviously Chesterfield at home with a uh, I mean obviously the playoff issue has rather died hasn't it uh, for the teams who are well in there because yeah. they know they're in the playoffs teams like Woking Chesterfield they're not going to they're not going to catch they're not going up they're not going to be caught they're by the teams prepared. behind they them. They're just kind of, the, the, so it's quite difficult, I would imagine, to be a manager in those things. I think keep, you just keep, want to be fair, don't you, just to get that advantage in the playoffs. There you but, are. So you would assume yeah. that um, you know Chesterfield will, will be up for it. And and uh, interesting comment that, just before we leave the weekend completely, that Nuble was, was saying afterwards. And I think sometimes we, we, we've often chatted about it to Gary and, and you talk about it when people can't handle it is this old P for pressure word. And Nuble, mm. who's been around and done it and etc., says, no, players very often play better under pressure. Yeah. In yeah. other words, it concentrates the mind, a slight little scare, not, not frightened as in scare, but a little kind of, you need to be tight when yeah. you go onto a pitch. Yeah. If you swan onto a pitch and think, ah, this will be okay, not a good mindset. Mm. And and he he was the one that put that into words uh, uh, in the wake of the, um, the the Maidenhead win. No no no, you know because he's played he's played he's, quite he's a lot of pressure yeah, stuff. Yeah, no yeah. no, you play better <clears throat> when the pressure's on. He's, I mean, his arrival at Torquay is it was an interesting little episode. As we said at the beginning, if they were making a documentary about the bot, if they did a drive to survive about the National League, 
the whole intrigue around Frank Newblade, judging by the tweets that were coming out the of tweets, the, over the, the weekend, tweets, yeah. Um, Fascinating. It sounds as if now we we obviously we haven't spoken to anybody at Yeovil and we haven't been able to confirm that any of this. But the way it seems is that Yeovil were right on the verge of signing him, but something went wrong at the last minute. There was a a, a breakdown in communications between manager and board or something like that. And Torquay said thank you very much. Mm. And um, and Frank Newblade became a Torquay player. Yeah. How ironic it would be if it's his goals that keep us above Yeovil. Yeah. Well, uh, the, the noise is coming out of Yeovil, you know, famous last words here, and let's let's not get ahead of ourselves, but, you know, the noise is coming out of Yeovil at the moment aren't good from their point of view, no, are they? No, um, you There know, seems to be a breakdown we're, between we're going the manager to, and the board. Yeah, they? we're going to have a, a look in a second, I think, about what's coming yeah. up, but yeah. they do have um, Solihull Moors away and then Wrexham away in their next two games. Now, look, stranger things have happened, um, but that's a tough ask at the moment. Yeah. And, and the mood can't be great no. in that camp, can it? I mean, <laughs> pride comes before a fall, as we all know. But, um, yeah, we'll, we'll, it's an interesting it how things have... I can remember having a chat with people at Hewish Park on New Year's Day when they beat us 2-0. We were poor, they were a bit better, etc., and somebody mentioned the whole relegation thing because obviously we were in it mm-hmm. and they were on the fringes of it. Yeah. And a couple of the local people who were involved in the club, club officials, they almost laughed when we mentioned about the prospect of them being involved in a relegation scrap. Yeah. And you, you, it just goes to show, doesn't it, in, in lower division football, you Can't know, take your the, eye off the, ball, the inconsistencies mean that almost anything can happen at yeah. any time and and um because it was strange at Yeovil, though wasn't it when chris hargreaves was there at the start of the season and then they imploded basically they, they, they do, only lost, they'd it. only lost four times when they sacked him in november <laughs> but they're doing it again yeah you know at a crucial time you know when you would expect you would hope for some unity and you know a, a drive of the club being all together. They they seem to be in trouble again. They obviously for the next game or so. Obviously they lost two former United players. Alex Fisher suffered a very nasty injury mm. a couple of games ago. He's out of it now. And of course, Jory Chura Johnson got sent off mm. in the home defeat by by Dorking on Monday. Monday yeah, on yeah, Monday. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the, these ex-United players keep coming. They're around, everywhere, aren't they? they? They're everywhere. <laughs> Mind and, you, when you've gone through enough players that we have over the last yeah, however and many we're, seasons, and we're facing another couple of them on uh, on Saturday, yeah. aren't we? <coughs> Let's have a look at these remaining fixtures, then, Dave, because you've done all the hard work here and um, and well, got, got something. We also have some on the back of the paper this week. The, the, as well. There's there's this the whole point about who's playing who, which mm. is which is a crucial thing, obviously. Uh, um, York aren't completely out of it at the no. moment. Uh, I mean, I think you were about to ask, or somebody was half-asked um, uh, at the press conference, about the number of points that might be needed to stay up. And Gary yeah. just said, and we need Gar- to win all the games. Exactly, yeah. and Gary <laughs> sort of quite rightly said, look, no, let's not go into that. You know, He yeah. did say a few weeks ago that um, usually 50 is enough to keep you up. He thought it might not be that much. It will be. You You will have to get 50 points to stay yeah. in this league minimum, I think. Just just, um, just interrupting for a moment, just a, an interesting point about the Maidenhead win. That's the first time since August that we've had more points than games played. Wow, yes, good 42 point. 42 games played, 43 points. Yeah. Which you've been plotting yeah. all season and it's been probably a demoralising job, hasn't yeah, it? Nice. <laughs> yeah. but the, the, the Aldershot are 
sort of the key team mm. in, in, in this. And not only are, obviously, they just ahead of us and, and we will have to overtake them yeah. almost certainly, but their next three games are home to Scunthorpe on, yeah. sa- on Saturday. And, of course, Scunthorpe are down. Scunthorpe already yeah. down. Yeah. Uh, away to Wheelstone and then away to York. Yeah. Now, those Scunthorpe and York games... Yeah. The whole point about that York match, York v Aldershot, is that if we beat York on Saturday, it's almost certain that York will badly need to beat Aldershot. Aldershot. To so that could a, be a double whammy for us. So yeah. uh, you, you, you factor those two in. Um, uh, Scunthorpe obviously have to go to Aldershot this weekend. Um, what's their mood going to be like? Well, it can uh, go just, either way. It can go completely yeah. either way, can't it? They also have to go to Dorking on the last day of the season, but I think by then probably Dorking, as long as they don't completely collapse, may well be yeah. okay. Yeah. Um, Yeovil... Just going to them, Solihull Moors away, Wrexham away, Oldham at home, mm-hmm. and Boreham Wood away on the last day of the season. I think that's quite a tough one. That is a tough one. Yeah. I mean, even yeah. Oldham is a tough game. Uh, uh, yeah. Oldham are, are, are going pretty well at the yeah. moment, and often teams in that, they're safe now, teams in that middle part of the table can actually start relaxing a little bit. They've still got the oomph of fighting their way out of mm-hmm. trouble to sort of. Yeah, support them, and of course everybody's starting to play for contracts for next season yeah. um, now. And they've only got one game at home. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so Gateshead, I think, as a result of that win <laughs> last night, now. Uh, yeah, uh, I think we can probably put them. <laughs> well done, out Mike of, Williamson. Yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. Well probably put them out of the equation. Um, they've still, they've still got. Maidenhead at home on the last day of the season. Oh, Maidenhead's games are interesting. Yeah. And they're not out of it no. now, are they? Oldham away this Saturday. Mm-hmm. And they've only got three left, by the way. Mm-hmm. Oldham away yeah. this Saturday. That's tough. Barnet at home, who yeah. are a sort of... A t- a t- they're in the playoffs. Yeah. yeah. If they decide that <laughs> they're going to turn it on, they can probably beat most teams apart from the top two. Mm-hmm. And then they've got Gateshead away on the last day of the season. Maidenhead. Now, interesting. Exactly. But you are talking about a bunch of teams, those three teams all on 49 points, Maidenhead, York, Dorking. And there you go. Yeah. You can't help thinking that surely, and by the way, United are still only on 43. Yeah. They're they're, they're six points behind those. Surely they're okay. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... Coming, putting it brutally, we've got four games left. Well, we've got. We've I, th- I think we've got to win three of those four games yeah, to yeah. give ourselves a real yeah. chance. That would put us on fifty-two. Mathematically, points. all we need to do is, is 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 win three points more than both Yeovil and Aldershot. There we are. Now the whole thing is, I think, sitting around this table and everybody who's listening to us and all the fans who'll be there on Saturday. If we need something out of Wrexham at home on the last day of the season, would, would we take that now? Answer, Absolutely. yes. Yeah. In other words, especially if Wrexham have wrapped the title and they're, promotion up by then. Well, let's hope they have. Well, they're, which they're, we all they'll hope, be on the beach by the time they come which to Which we us. all hope. And then you go into that last match saying we may need what, if, if, if we can get the results in the meantime, we need a point out of that match or whatever. We would take that now. Yeah. wouldn't we uh, oh, and, and, yeah. um, and that, you, that's you, the top and bottom of it really can I say that 
I don't... No, I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to tell <laughs> Faye. I just right. don't think that there's points in the other two teams. Well, but there we are. We're, we're, I think there's points yeah. in us. We're, yeah. we're, we're, we'll see, we'll yeah. see, we'll see. I, I mean, you've also got the whole scenario, this last day game, which everybody is absolutely losing sleep over, and I don't blame anybody, whether it's in Plainmore, outside Plainmore, at Yeovil, it's, especially with this change kickoff time, is just mind-boggling. Yeah. <laughs> um, that if Wrexham can have wrapped the title up... Yeah, which they might have done. ...in their previous yeah. home game then please, National League, take the trophy to, to the race course, present it to them there, mm -hmm. and let what the, the last day take care of itself. Yeah, what yeah. we don't want is a load of National League officials with suits turning up on the last day at Plainmore and wanting to present the trophy to Wrexham at Plainmore on the last day of the season. When please. there's still stuff. When, and yeah. when it I mean, could coincide with one of the worst days well, in, it, in it our just, recent it just, memory. It, it's... it's Bleedingly obvious, isn't yeah, it? That yeah. they don't now. If if it, it is if, to if, me if, and you and, and Guy, if Dave, it comes down to that and the title is on the line on the last day of the season, then obviously they'll need to be brainier people than us to work out how to handle all that situation. Yeah. But let's hope that it doesn't. Yeah. Um, because the situation is difficult enough for everybody as it is. Yeah. Um, just especially with this change kickoff time. Just imagine if in the depths of January, February, when we thought all was lost. We'd still be here 16 days before the end of the season, still doing the maths that we might mm. just get out of it. It's and we and this Wrexham game on the last day of the season has been ringed in red for so long, yeah. hasn't it? For, yeah, for for different yeah. for all yeah, different yeah, yeah. reasons. You know, you're talking about TV cameras. You know, and... apart from the United team that didn't go up two years ago, you're talking about two of the best teams that have ever mm. Wrexham and Notts County probably have ever played in the National League. Um, uh, you know what? What a what a bloody game that was on on Monday at the race course. Oh, it grounds. was. It was. Um, and and uh, it's it's we've all been looking at that game for so long, hoping that it would count, thinking mm. that it probably wouldn't, but knowing that for Wrexham it could be huge, huge, huge. Now that at least that result on Monday means that if they keep on winning. <laughs> And Notts County drop anything over the next couple of games, um, then with a bit of luck, it Wrexham might have had it wrapped do, do, up. Do you know what but, I did um, on Tuesday morning? Go on. I turned off today on Radio Four. We don't normally talk about non-league football on Radio Four, but <laughs> slam, off, it was off. off. <laughs> did you see Kyle Cameron's goal? Yeah. Good old diving header diving from Agent Cameron. At the far post. <coughs> yeah. And, um, and Ben Foster's penalty save. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I appreciate. I think I'd enjoy it more if we were, if we weren't playing him on the last day of the mm. season and we were safe and everything. I just, I, I just Look, don't want to know. None about of that. us have anything against Rex no. particularly. That they've served their time. Let's face it, in this yeah. division, that they've been through absolute hell over the last few years. And, you know, and, and, and Luke Young, let's uh, not forget. And, 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 and Luke Young, and Young, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who, who's who we wish that absolute best for. Um, uh, that they thoroughly deserve to go up. So do Notts County. Yes. They're, 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 I, I've always felt, and I was proved wrong on Monday, that Notts County were just the better footballing side, yeah. but we'll, Wrexham, you can't take anything away from them. I, the mind-boggling thing is the number of points and the number of goals that Notts County may finish up with and well, not, well, and, and not, well, and indeed, not go up. Well, indeed. But also <laughs> um, the mind-boggling thing is, 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 is there's been some, some figures of, of weekly wages floating around this week as well for people like Paul Mullen, etc. Well, I think we'd, we've... We, we've We've known about these yeah. things for quite a long time, uh, and most National League fans are well aware of, yeah. of, the, yeah. of the sorts of money that Wrexham well, have spent. But 
there we are. They're pulling in nine, ten thousand. That they can sell. They, they could have sold that place out twice over on, yeah. on Monday. You're right. They are getting um, the, the, the figures they're, to. They're, to they're, they're generating the revenue. They're getting the revenue of, a, of another team that would pay that money anyway. There yeah. we are. Yeah. Look, yeah. good luck to. If we were if we were Wrexham at the moment, <laughs> we, we would be. If we if we go been, away, everybody else. If we'd been Wrexham fans for thirty years, exactly, we'd be absolutely. It's and like there are plenty of them. Yeah, it's like yeah. friends of mine who were Manchester City fans when they were awful. Yeah. And they now get lumped in with all the the new Manchester City fans. Yeah, um, the people who were Wrexham fans when they were awful and playing in front of eleven hundred people. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, they deserve a bit. I, of I think how many well, of the, how many of those Manchester City fans were at the the Gillingham Manchester City League One playoff final? Oh, quite, quite, <laughs> quite, yeah. quite. A couple of a couple of people I know were there, um, but yeah. they you know they're now. Yeah, and and let's be brutal about it. It is about money. Mm. When United went down from the conference. And for the first time, 2007, that new board, Paul Bristow, put in an awful lot of money. Yeah. And within two years, we were back up again. Uh, when we went down to the Conference South, United's budget was almost certainly the biggest budget in, mm. in, in, that, in that division. division yeah. It does talk. And, and uh, I, I think if United can stay up this season... Touching wood there. Um, if Wrexham and Notts County can please clear off... <laughs> Yeah. then it does, you know, level tantalisingly, uh, almost certainly level things up a little we were, bit. We and, were looking and, uh, with, yeah. with positive heads on about who might be coming up from below, and uh, I haven't really looked at who's, who's at the bottom well, of League 2. Actually, but, have walked the south, haven't yeah. you? Yeah. yeah, and you've got Fylde and Kings Lynn and teams Kings like Lynn that. Kings Lynn top at the moment. You're not yeah. talking about... No, exactly. You know, uh, uh, and the people coming down look like it might be either Rochdale, Crawley have dropped back into yeah. it now... Yeah. Hartlepool of a fancy might clamber their way out of it, but uh, but anyway, I think yeah, let's not season, get ahead of ourselves. No, exactly. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. We've just got to try and hope that we can yeah, stay in it absolutely. because it could be, uh, you know, a lot more interesting. Well, it's been very interesting this season, but it could be, uh, um, yeah, an interesting league next year. Mm. Couple more things in my notebook. Did you see that Stephen Werner gone to Gateshead? Oh, free transfer from Grimsby. Oh, he's, he so he's managed the, to wrap his contract up. He was on the bench last night. In their um, win at mm. Eastleigh, he wasn't the same Stephen Warren the second time as he was the first, was he? I think you're probably right there. It wasn't quite this, the revelation that he was the first season, but uh, that's quite an interesting move, isn't it? Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, it's it's not a million miles away, is it? And no, here we go again yeah. on the old doesn't have to move. No. Yeah, um, it's a long way uh, to talk e business. Yeah, yeah, ab- absolutely. In fact, I, we're at the end of the podcast, and this very much isn't an afterthought, but um, women's football. Torquay United have two games left and are still in with a shout of promotion. Mm-hmm. They play away at Liscard on the 16th, Something. 2 o'clock kickoff. And then on the 30th, they are at home to Royal Wooden Bassett, 2 o'clock kickoff at Coach Road for their last game yeah, of the season. The, the, unfortunately, because of circumstances, the, 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 the appearance of Playmore didn't actually come to fruition, did it? But um, Oh no, they beat Sherbourne at Playmore. Did they play a play? I thought they played a play. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. No, they beat Sherbourne yeah. two one at my head. Yeah, uh, and oh, they did. Four hundred people turned up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In between the two games, that we just, oh, there was going to be another one at Playmore, I think. Um, yeah, yeah. In between the two games we just mentioned, mm-hmm. uh, the Royal Wooden Bassett game is on the thirtieth. Yeah. Royal Wooden Bassett at bottom of the table, by the way. So United, I think, are a couple of points behind or three behind Bristol Rovers. Bristol yeah. Rovers have finished their program. Yeah. 
So if they win those two games, they will win promotion up to National League level. That's that's big stuff. And, and that's, that's where Exeter are, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. It'll be the yeah. same division as Exeter, yeah. um, for the one above that. I mean, yeah. I think the Liscard away game is the key match. I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure that it'll be a massive upset if they don't beat Royal and Bassett at home on the 30th. But in between those two matches, they've got a League Cup tie at Sherburne on the, whichever is the Sunday in between yeah. those two. And before we leave other stuff like that, um, big, big game for United's under-18 team this Saturday morning at South Devon College um, uh, against Bridgewater, the only team to have beaten the, this season and yeah. the team at the top of the table with them. United have finally taken over at the top. Um, it's a basically a winners-take-all game yeah. because uh, whoever wins that match will almost certainly win the league. Yeah. And next Wednesday afternoon, also at South Devon College, 2 o'clock, worth a mention, um, the Pro Direct Academy at South Devon College are playing in the semi-finals. They're the holders of the trophy. They won it last year under Chris yeah. Todd of the English College's FA mm-hmm. semi-final yeah. against North Shropshire College. There'll be a big okay. crowd at, um, at um, the South Devon yeah. College yeah. Centre. 2 o'clock kick-off next Wednesday Yes, the 19th. Interesting. Uh, and both, both against, of those games are open to the public? You can, uh, you can roll up? I'm and, pretty sure. Okay. Yeah, oh, definitely, yeah, you definitely yeah. can watch the United uh, kids yeah. playing. And of course, the United kids and the college are virtually, virtually the same. Yeah, They're yeah, virtually yeah. The, the same <clears> side. Uh, and I know Ryan Dixon and his staff there have been trying to rest. They've been playing so many games over the last few weeks. Yeah. Um, there's a couple of them, Callum Thomas... Um, and oh, I beg his pardon, the striker up front, um, um, Ben Aldous, yeah. have been playing for England as well. They went on a tour to Italy, so they've had a lot of football. And, and Brian Dixon has been trying to rest them for one or two of yeah. the, the mm-hmm. games, and it's worked as well. They've managed to keep picking results up so that they would be fit and fresh for these important very important points, last yeah. few games really of the season. Stuff. Great stuff. Exeter or Plymouth on Saturday? Plymouth. Exeter or Plymouth, Dave? Is Adam Randall playing? Uh, he is back from injury, he's I believe. Fit, he's fit again, uh, he, he's yeah. been out, but he's back. He's been a massive, yeah. massive loss They've for missed them. him. I've yeah. talked to, to people, friends of mine at Argyle, and they said that has been the difference. Yeah. He, they've missed him so much, his ability to keep yeah. the ball, and like he did for us. Yeah. Um, if he's fit, Argyle. Um, if he isn't, a draw. Mm. See... Around this table, we haven't got it in us to dip Exeter. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't particularly care. I'm, I'll be at playing more. I'm, 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 I'm going. As long as, as long as we win. Yeah, I'm exactly. Very happy what, what, anything can happen elsewhere. Yeah. 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 Uh, thank you very much for listening. This has been quite a long podcast. Yeah, uh, we, we're into forty-two minute territory plus now. Gary, plus yeah. Gary time. Yeah, oh dear, I tell oh you dear. what, it's going to be—it's yeah. going to be more than an hour. I sh- I Sorry, Hayden. I shouldn't have offered to join in. <laughs> so there we are. If anybody's nodded off in the meantime, just just listen again. It's been great. <laughs> um, we'll see you at Playmore on Saturday for the visit of York. Uh, if you're around, come up and say hello. It's always nice to talk to podcast listeners. Um, and can we keep this run going? Yeah, of course we can. Of course we can. Of course we can. Come on, let's be positive. Absolutely. Thanks for listening, and we'll finish as ever. This is a three-part harmony this week. No pressure, guys. We'll finish with... Come Come on, on, you yellows. yellows. That went quite well. Come on, you yellows. Flying high below the Wembley archway sky today. Come on, you yellows.